Grace to you and peace from God our Father and from our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Before we go headlong into Advent and Christmas, I wanted to reflect just a minute on Thanksgiving and a little passing conversation I had with my, my brother-in-law on Thursday after we worshiped together. And the worship on Thanksgiving morning was just fantastic. It put me in a great place for the, for the day. It, it brought a sense of peace to me. It, it, it allowed me to center on what I needed to be focused on in the, in the afternoon, relationships and people and love and, and being the host for the day with, with my dear wife. Just so grateful that, that we were able to be, be together. Now, my brother-in-law is always the last one there and the first one to leave. And he just is kind of mellow. He, when he engages, he engages fully, and it's just kind of fun to have him around. And I hadn't thought of, I hadn't thought of the fact that normal hadn't been normal until he came up to me at our doorway and embraced me, and he said, Tim, it's been three years since we've been here for Thanksgiving. And his face was flushed, and he had tears welling in his eyes, and a big, big smile on his face. He said, it kind of feels like normal. We had all the family, except for one, my one nephew and his uh, little boy and, and, and his wife. We, we had family and, and, and friends, kind of like normal. They ate a normal amount of food. They drank a normal amount of wine. They had normal amount of leftovers that we shared. It just seemed kind of normal. And it didn't have all the fault or all, all the anxiety of who can come and who can't, who's going to wear this, who's going to wear that, and do we have this and have the other. It just seemed normal. And then the conversations were generational. We had four generations of people there. It went from, I like this a lot, to, I sure love you, grandson. Good, good times. We ate, we drank, we watched a little football. It was a normal Thanksgiving and normal felt good. And I'm hoping that as we move into Advent, as we turn toward Christmas, that that, that would have a sense of normal to it as well. That Christmas would have a more normal flow, a more normal feel. And that would lead us all in turn to a sense of renewal in the normal love of Jesus for us. God's people, when Isaiah was writing his prophecy, I think they'd kind of forgotten what normal was all about. They'd been here and there in their history that had this conflict and that conflict. They'd had this king and that king. They had all sorts of stuff and all sorts of chaos going on around them. And the words of Isaiah, the words of the prophets, centered them and focused them on the gift of God, on the Messiah that was to come and be the Savior of the world. And right here, Isaiah presents the foundation of what it's all going to be like and what normal is going to look like. Here it is again. Melinda read so nice. These are just a few of the verses from Isaiah chapter 2. Come, let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the temple of the God of Jacob. He will teach us his ways so that we may walk in his paths. The law will go out from Zion, the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. He will judge between the nations and will settle disputes for many peoples. They will beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. 
Nation will not take up sword against nation, nor will they train for war anymore. Come, descendants of Jacob, let us walk in the light of the Lord. Let us walk in the light of the Lord. Isaiah works to get his people's hearts ready for the Messiah, to, to get them to turn away from idolatry, to turn away from aggression, and to turn toward the gift of God, the, the, the Messiah, the Prince of Peace. He wants to remind them that the light of the Messiah is dawning and that the people, the peoples will be drawn to that light. And so as we think about moving from Thanksgiving to Advent to Christmas and moving into 2023, there's four things that I'd just like to call your attention to, to think about a little bit. And those are what we are turning from and what we're turning to according to word, the word of the Lord. First off, we're turning away from the individual me and turning toward the nations. Much of our way of thinking is about kind of what's in it for, for me, a way of thinking that's so individualized and so focused on self. We live in a selfie-obsessed culture. I was mortified to go into the chapel of the Holy Sepulchre and see people with selfie sticks taking a picture. I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. It's one of the most sacred places in the history of the world. And you're obsessed with yourself. Your face at the center of every picture. We live in kind of a selfie culture. And so when we say turn away from self and turn towards other people, to turn away from an idea of what's in it for me to how are the nations affected is a big turn. And it's a turn that's made for us in this text. The Messiah who was coming was not just for a little band of people. He would be for the nations. And he would unite nations and people by his grace. He would be a uniter who would draw people together, not a fighter or a negotiator. But the Messiah would be a uniter of nations, of people, of people groups. And he would redo the whole way people looked at themselves and one another. No longer playing defense from the world, but in drawing people to the Messiah, God's people would play offense in shining the light of the Messiah, the Christ, into the darkness of the nations. And so Isaiah doesn't talk so much about me, 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 I, 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 everything that affects me, every emotion, every feeling, every thought, every opinion that I have. Rather, Isaiah focuses on the light of the Messiah coming for the nation and the idea of the people of God being bigger than just me and God together, or the Lutheran church, or the Catholic church, or whatever flavor of Christianity you want. The focus of the light is that it is shown upon the nations. And so we turn from the individual me and what I gotta have and what I like to the idea of God for all and what that means for us. Secondly, we turn away from following my ways and we turn to his paths. I always have a way I want to do things. And I would offer that most often the way I want to do things is always right. That's always got it figured out. And I like to do things my way. And the older I get, the more ingrained I get in the way I like to do things. But it's bad for my brain and it's bad for my heart. And I know that. 
Sometimes I'll drive home from St. John's in just a different way to, 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 to move different synapses in my brain. But I like to follow my path. I like to follow my way. Sometimes I'll think in the back of my head when someone's speaking, you know what? That's not my way, and it's either my way or the highway. I, I, I. I know better. I have experience, and you're not quite catching up if you're not with me on my path. That sort of thinking drives a powerful sense of frustration and, and anger. If you can't do it my way, then forget you. Frustration and anger. Isaiah says this. His path is the way of peace. Teach us his ways and walk in his path, Isaiah writes. Do you join me in being willful? Do you join me in having it all figured out? Do you join me in, in just taking God's word and God's path when it works for you? And when it calls for sacrifice or pain or, or, or going against an opinion or attitude we have, you say, uh-uh, time out, I'm... I'm done. I'll, I'll bring that Bible piece. I'll bring that word of God in when it fits a little more closely with where I'm at and how I feel. Rather than letting the word of God drive who we are, our thoughts, our behavior, and our words. We turn away during this season from our own ways and turn to the Lord's path. God drives our lives not like a comfort dog that sits on our lap when we need him, but like someone who loves us and puts his arm around us and says, here's the light, here's the path, let's go together. And during this season, we have a unique opportunity during the year to focus on the previous 11 months and to let the light of Christ and the light of his grace shine on where we've been and then to turn around and shine the light of God's love, his hope, his providence into 2023. And let that be our guide. Then we can look at ourselves and other people and the world through the lens of God's law and God's love, which allows us to turn away from our own sin and turn towards the righteousness of the Lord. Turn away from my own ways and follow his paths. Third, turn away from aggression and turn to peace. Israel's history was so focused on conquering and being conquered. Every time they turned around during David's reign, they had to go and fight the Philistines. And then in Jeremiah's time, in came the Babylonians and they had to clobber them, but they got clobbered and taken away to Babylon. Aggression and no peace conquering and being conquered. One generation had to fight the tribes. The other were taken off. Ebbs and flows of aggression and aggressors. This country powerful. This person powerful. But the Messiah promises more. Normal. Normal will be that implements for war are pounded into implements for peace. The Messiah's normal will be peace. Peace with God and peace with people. The idols of the people, when Isaiah wrote, were easily manipulated and hard to please. And so people did all sorts of gross and sick things to try to please a God that didn't exist. But God promises through the word of, Messiah, through the word of Isaiah that the Messiah would turn from aggression and having to please God 
to having God be satiated in the gift of his son, the Messiah, and God being turned toward people with grace and love and mercy and forgiveness so that peace in the kingdom of God is normal. It's hard to say that after the year, the season we've been through, that the headlines wouldn't be about wars and rumors of wars, that even some of our thoughts wouldn't be about, well, how can I get or how can I get back? And how can I be a little more aggressive and kind of get what I need out of this relationship, out of this system, out of this individual? Isaiah says the day is coming where the Prince of Peace will rule. And that we who have peace with God through faith in Jesus Christ will ultimately be received into the place where peace is normal and status quo is peace with God. And until that day, we live with the peace of God in our hearts. Paul writes, the peace that transcends all understanding is ours in Jesus Christ. And so we turn away from that aggression and we turn towards peace until maybe we close our eyes on December 24th and we sing those marvelous, marvelous words, sleep in heavenly peace. And finally, we turn away from darkness and turn to the Lord's light. Isaiah wrote over and over again about light and darkness. One of my favorite pieces is where Isaiah writes, the people walking in darkness have seen a great light. There's nothing worse than walking in darkness. In our hotel in Jerusalem, the window was on one side. And there was just, it was dark. And the bathroom was, it was just dark. And it wasn't familiar. In my own house, I can get up and walk through. Oh, it's no big deal. But if you've never kicked an end table with a bare foot in the middle of the night, the people walking in darkness have seen a great light. Man, if we can, in the next four weeks, find ways to turn away from darkness and turn to the light of the Lord, we will be doing ourselves what is God's will for us. Some are engaged in the darkness of sin and sinful behaviors. Now is the time to evaluate, reflect, repent, and turn away from them and to walk in the light of Christ. For those who are lost in the darkness of depression, despondency, and despair, turn to the light of the love of the Messiah, the light that clarifies and the light that purifies us from evil and darkness. For it's the light that marks the path, the way, the way to the future, the way to peace, the way of Jesus. In the light of the Messiah, we're able to repent and receive forgiveness rather than fumble around in the dark. We, we can acknowledge our sin, confess it, let it go, and put it at the feet of Jesus, at the foot of his cross. In the light, there's safety, there's clarity, there's purity. And for Christians like us, that's normal. Forgiveness and grace and mercy and truth are normal. And they produce a foundation of confidence that allows our lives to, 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 to be sturdy and strong. When we walk in the light of the Lord.
Perhaps normal's not so bad. I kind of like normal. I like new, too, but some pieces of life, it's nice to feel normal again. It's nice to sit in the backyard with families and friends. It's nice to have turkey and have so much that there's leftovers for everyone. As a matter of fact, my wife and I could probably provide a turkey sandwich for everyone who's here this morning. Don't get any ideas. I pray that God would turn you in these four weeks of Advent from where you think you should go and to what you think is right and the path you think is okay, that he would lead you and guide you in these days of Advent according to his truth, according to his word, into his light and into the way of peace. In the name of Jesus, amen.